0: The Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, lift them up to the Lord. We welcome all to this Reformation Sunday service of worship. Let us worship God in word and song, in singing and silence, in spirit and truth. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As able, please stand in the praise of God. May we pray. Almighty God, gracious Lord, we thank you that your Holy Spirit renews the church in every age. Pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep them steadfast in your word. Protect and comfort them in times of trial. Defend them against all enemies of the gospel and bestow on the church your saving peace through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, amen. Please be seated. We pause to begin our service of worship and to begin this Lord's Day in the week to come with a moment of quiet, of silent confession, an expression private and personal of contrition and compunction and lament, lifting our hearts with confidence to the grace and mercy, forgiveness, and peace of God. As the choir guides, may we bow in prayer. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Your good news, if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God.
1: A lesson from the book of Habakkuk, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 the oracle that the prophet Habakkuk saw. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not listen? Or cry to you violence and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me, strife and contention arise. So the law becomes slack and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous, therefore judgment co- comes forth perverted. I will stand at my watchpost and station myself on the rampart. I will watch to see what he will say to me and what he will answer concerning my complaint. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time. It speaks of the end, and it does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their faith. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God.
2: i
3: Lessons from Paul's Second Epistle to the Thessalonians, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and 11 to 12. Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace from God our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. We must always give thanks to God for you, brothers and sisters, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore we ourselves boast of you among the churches of God, for your steadfastness and faith during all your persecutions and the afflictions that you are enduring. To this end, we always pray for you, asking that our God will make you worthy of his call and will fulfill by his power every good resolve and work of faith, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God, And the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
4: Please join me in reading Psalm 46 responsively with the antiphon. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea. Though though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city, which shall not be moved. God will help it at the dawn of the day. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. God's voice resounds, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has wrought desolations in the earth, who makes wars to cease to the end of the earth, breaks the bow, shatters the spear, and burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of Hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And now, beloved, rise up, in body as you are able, but certainly in heart, for the singing of the Gloria, the reading of the Gospel, and the singing of a hymn.
0: Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke chapter 19 verses 1 through 10. Glory to you, O Lord. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, Lord Christ. be seated. It is hard for me to tell from this angle which tree you are in. Given the troubles of this autumn, it is hard for me to tell which tree I am in myself day to day. Has life chased you up the tree of doubt? Or are you treed in the branches of idolatry? Or are we shaking or shaking in the money tree? or stuck without faith in the religion tree. Jesus calls us today to come down out of the tree forts of our own making and accept a loving relationship with him. May we measure all with a measure of love. Perhaps the presence of unexplained wrong provokes you to doubt the benevolence in life or the goodness in God, to doubt that God is at work in the world to make and keep human life human, as John Bennett wrote. Randomness may have treed you, and that is a natural, a real thing, for no one can explain why terrible things happen as they do. But if we will come down a limb or two from our philosophical tree of doubt, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we may hear faith, God can bring good out of evil and make bad things work too good. This is not a theological declamation and certainly not a pain to providence. It is just something we can notice together as the scripture does throughout. You remember, Joseph was thrown into a pit and sold into slavery. He had to find his way as a Jew in the service of the mighty Pharaoh. He did so with skill and rose to a position of influence, even with Potiphar's wife chasing him around. And then, a full generation later, a great famine came upon those brothers who had earlier sold Joseph down the river. They went to Pharaoh looking for food, and who met them as they came to plead? There was Joseph. He so memorably said, as written in Genesis 50, You meant this for evil, but God meant it for good that many might be saved. Sometimes it happens that a bad thing in one generation prevents starvation in the next generation. So in Jericho, as Jesus found the wee little man sitting in the sycamore tree, his fellows grumbled. Why would he take time with such a greedy, selfish person who makes his living off the sweat of others' brows? We miss the power of the parable if we do not see this. This is Jesus taking up with those who have wished others ill, who have used others for their own very well-intended but nonetheless self-centered reasons. This is Jesus consorting with sinners. But sometimes a bad thing in the little proves a good thing in the large. Zacchaeus changes and in so doing provides great wealth for others' benefit. Come down from this one tree, doubting Zacchaeus. We know that bad things happen to good people, that not all rain falls on someone else's lawn. Sometimes though, sometimes, not always, just sometimes, a bad thing early averts a really bad thing late. I have seen it and you have too. It is enough to give someone up the doubting tree a reason to come down at least a branch or two. Think of it as existential vaccination. Think of it as masking, a masking that protects, that causes hiding and sight both, but that may in the long run bring healing. For it is the labor of faith to trust that where sin abounds, grace overabounds. Even in this autumn of acute anxiety and depression, But one of the redeeming possibilities in this season of cultural turmoil is the chance that as a result, enough of us now will become enough committed to the realization of a just, participatory, and sustainable world that these darker days will move us toward a fuller light. Our troubles may just catalyze some of us to get religion to get disciplined about living toward a common hope, as we said in the sermon October 16th. Sometimes a bad thing in one part of history protects us from a worse thing in another. Let us not lose sight of the horizons of biblical hope as improbable as they can seem. The lion and the lamb, no crying, or thirst, the crooked, straight, all flesh shall see it. The divine delight comes still from saving the lost, including the forgotten, seeking the outcast, retrieving the wayward sons and daughters of Abraham. God wants our salvation, and our salvation, as Fred Craddock said, has personal, domestic, social, and economic consequences. So come down, Zacchaeus. Come down from your perch in that comfortable sycamore tree, that comfortable pew, that skeptical reserve, that doubt. Come down, Zacchaeus. And let's all together get to work. The Lord Jesus Christ has need of our household and our money, and he responds to our doubt. Come down, Zacchaeus, down from your overly zealous leanings, hanging out on the branch of life. Idolatry comes when we make one or more of the lesser, those significant loyalties in life to become a shadow of the one great loyalty, that which the heart owes alone to God. Zacchaeus had governmental responsibility, community status, a welcoming home, a fine family, and we can suspect he was loyal in those regards. Curious as he was up on his branch, he had no abiding relationship with the divine. And into this relationship, Jesus invites him. More precisely, Jesus invites himself into relationship with a man up a tree. He is invited then into a whole new life, a new world of loving and faithful relationships that stem from one great loyalty. We need to be careful about lesser loyalties this fall. We need to watch our balances of integrity and humility. Humility requires us to consider due process, to consider past practice, to consider the advice of others, and to consider the nuances of the situations we are in and our own conscience as well. Integrity alone bulldozes, blazes, and blasts past all these and harm then is done. Integrity without humility is the worst of the seven deadly sins, pride. We recognize the the peril of integrity alone, the great steed of integrity without the bit and bridle and saddle of humility. We hope to keep our righteous integrity in check with a steady, sober, non-apathetic willingness to continue on a blessed endurance even when, in the short run, what we hope for does not emerge. The concession speeches after a contest are often far more moving and more meaningful than the shouts of victory by the victor. Bless those willing to step forward, to run and risk loss, and still stay committed to the lastingly right things. Yet, all of this involves a lesser loyalty than the one owed to God, to God alone. You can, you, we can forget whose water we were baptized into if we are not careful. So rather let us remember the student of Paul who wrote 2 Thessalonians. Your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Do you see the danger? Come down Zacchaeus, come down before it is too late. Make sure your lesser loyalties to government, family, home, all. Do not cover over, do not shadow the one great loyalty that all of our daily tasks do not eclipse a living memory of a common dream, a truly shared dream. A common dream, a dream that our decisions in life about our callings, how we are to use our time and spend our money, how we make a life, not just a living, will be illumined by grace and generosity. A common dream, a dream that women, our grandmothers, mothers, sisters, daughters, granddaughters all, granted suffrage only about a hundred years ago, will be spared any and all forms of harassment and abuse, verbal or physical, on college campuses, in homes and families, in offices and bars, in life and work, and long having suffered and now having suffrage, will in our time rise up to be honored, revered, and compensated without reserve but with justice and mercy, and be accorded freedom, especially freedom and protection of their own bodies, their own selves. A common dream, finally a dream not of this world, but of this world as a field of formation for another, not just creation, but new creation, not just life, but eternal life, not just health, but salvation, not just heart, but soul, not just earth, but heaven. Come down, Zacchaeus, come down at last. Impediments to faith come through doubt and idolatry and resentment and religion, but none of these holds a candle to the harm that wealth can bring. In global terms and in historical terms, every one of us is wealthy. Ours are first world problems, and Luke's entire gospel, especially at Central Chapters nine to 19 is aimed at this point. For Luke's community, the remembered teachings of Jesus about wealth were most important. That tells me that Luke's church had money, and so do we. This is what makes the account of Zacchaeus, one who lined his own pockets at other people's expense, so dramatic for Luke, and there he concludes. And so Luke concludes his travel narrative with this clarion call, come down. The Gospel of Luke is winding down in chapter 19 right here this morning with the wee little man in the sycamore tree. Be careful not to trip over wealth or power or even health. We lose them all. We give them all away over time. They are impermanences. They are impermanences. They go Better that we see so early. Time flies, ah no, time stays, we go. Wouldn't you love to know what Jesus said to Zacchaeus that caused him to give away half of what he had? I surely would. Come down, Zacchaeus, and feel the hurt of others. Maybe we could find ways to use whatever power we have now to honor God, love our neighbor, reflect our mortality, and affirm the powerless. And powerless, Come down, Zacchaeus, come down. Before we left seminary in New York City on the day after Thanksgiving many years ago, an odd event befell us. I worked nights as a security guard in those years and would come home to sleep at 7 a.m. Jan had the day off and left to shop, but left the door to our little apartment ajar by accident. About noon, a street woman found her way into the building and then up onto our floor and then into our room. I woke up to see a very poor, deranged woman fingering rosary beads and mumbling just over my head, and boy, did I shout. She ran into the next room, and I stumbled downstairs to call the police. By the time three of New York's finest and I returned to the apartment, the poor lady was in the bathtub singing and washing and They took her away. Jan came back at 3 o'clock and asked how I had slept. The moment has stayed in the memory, though, as an omen. Our wealth is meant for the healing of the poor of the earth. Perhaps the Lord wanted me to remember leaving seminary, to remember the poor in ministry, and so we have tried to do. Come down, Zacchaeus. And use your wealth for the poor, as Mr. Wesley did, and his followers. Let's talk for a moment about religion, shall we? Come down, Zacchaeus, come down. No amount of religious apparatus can ever substitute for what Jesus is offering today, and that is loving relationship. No amount of theological astuteness can ever substitute for loving relationship. No amount of righteous indignation can ever substitute for loving relationship. No amount of formal religion can ever substitute for the power of loving relationship. Jesus invites us into loving relationship with him and so with each other, and that is salvation. Are we lovers anymore? Are we lovers anymore? Like Zacchaeus in the tree, religion can presume to dwell above Jesus, high and aloof. Is it good to be above Jesus? It is not good. So to put ourselves above, not good at all. And so it was the German monk Martin Luther who in 1517 went alone and nailed his 95 theses to the door in Wittenberg and thereby splintered inherited religion to bits. The words of this same Luther were read as interpretation of Romans 8 on the rainy night in London, 1738, along Aldersgate Street, as John Wesley's heart at long last was strangely warmed. And he came down from the tree of religion to sit at the table with the faith of Christ. We remember Luther this Reformation Sunday every year. We pointedly remember that we are saved by faith by faith alone, by grace we are saved by faith, and not by any or all the works of the law. Luther recalls us down from the religion tree to sit at the table of faith, he wrote. I must remove the law from my sight and act as one who receives. I will acknowledge that I am justified and desire to receive the righteousness of grace, of the forgiveness of sins, of mercy, of the Holy Spirit and of Christ, which God gives while we receive it and let it happen. The earth receives the rain in this way. It does not create it through any work and cannot obtain water through any work of its own, but it receives the rain. As much as the rain is the earth's own, Christian righteousness is our own. Grant, God grant, that we may appreciate this distinction just a little. Beloved, hear good news. Sursum corda, lift up your hearts. Jesus calls us today to come down out of the tree forts of our own making and accept a loving relationship with him. May we measure all with a measure of love. Amen.
4: as we are called to prayer through our singing of Lead Me Lord. We invite you to pray in the way that you are most moved to support the prayers of our congregation this morning. Stand or kneel at the altar rail, raise your hands in your place, respond in a language other than English, however you are moved by the spirit this morning. I will set the intention and then I will say, in your grace, If you would please respond, hear our prayer. And now, let us join in Lead Me, Lord. dearly beloved, in peace let us pray to, the, to God. Gracious, loving, holy, and one, we bring to you someone who we have met or remembered today and for whom we want to pray. In your grace, hear our prayer. We bring to you someone who is hurt and needs our prayer and your healing. In your grace, hear our prayer. We bring to you a troubled situation in our world. In your grace, hear our prayer. We bring to you an area of the natural world or a population of companions in nature that we love. In your grace, hear our prayer. We bring to you a person or group who reveals your love and justice at work in the world. In your grace, hear our prayer. We bring to you silently someone who we find it hard to forgive or to trust. In your grace, hear our prayer. We bring to you those who have died with thanksgiving for their life and work amongst us. We bring to you their family, friends, and colleagues. We pray for your will fulfilled in them and for our sharing with all your saints in the life to come. In your grace, hear our prayer. We bring to you a celebration or something that contents us with thanksgiving. In your grace, hear our prayer. We bring ourselves to you that we may grow in generosity of spirit, in clarity of mind, in warmth of affection. In your grace, hear our prayer. And now we continue our prayer as our Savior Christ has taught us to be bold and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation
1: Let us with gladness bring before the Lord the first of the fruit of the everything that God has given us. merciful God, everything in heaven and earth belongs to you. We joyfully release what you have entrusted to us. May these gifts be signs of our whole lives returned to you, dedicated to the healing and unity of all creation. Through Jesus Christ, amen.
0: Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forever. May the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes God's hand to you, the blessing of God Almighty, creator, redeemer, sustainer, be and abide with each one of us now and always, amen.